All right, it's Vader time. Woo! That's probably not what I'm going to stick with for the intro for the rest of the series, but hello everybody, it's me, Rowdy Rat. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Bummer Slam. I'm so, so excited to get started on this podcast. Today, on my very first episode of Bummer Slam, I have the wonderful Joe Bob Geis with me. Thank you oh. so much for coming from one end of the apartment to the other <laughs> to hang out with me and do this episode. Well, you're absolutely welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Joe Bob, tell me a little bit about your relationship with professional wrestling. Like, what do you, how much do you know about wrestling? What's your relationship with it? Uh, my relationship to professional wrestling, um, I actually saw one uh one wrestling unit <laughs> in my uh, childhood <laughs> yes did you a see match. a match <laughs> uh uh i was watching because we only had like we didn't we just had like the bunny ears on our tv and so it was um this was in my childhood wow i haven't, I haven't told you about this and this is I, I, so this is how I do The Undertaker, because I was like, ooh, a cowboy, I'm into that, because I'm a child. <laughs> so, um, I wasn't, I didn't really follow a lot of what was going on, I just thought it was really cool, and, uh, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't really follow that, follow up with that, um, and then, I suppose more recently, everything I know about wrestling is, is, uh, from from hearing it from the other side of the apartment. <laughs> I knew that you knew at least a little bit about wrestling because we live together. <laughs> you have to know at least some by proxy because you live with Rowdy Rat. Yeah. Um I think that I think that's amazing. I think that childhood is the best time to experience professional wrestling, the f- best time to like first be exposed to it because like you can just kind of believe that it's real, just kind of believe that everything that's going on is like Oh, that's that's really a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I did not pick that up the first time I watched it. I also think I, I came in like like halfway through the uh, match or whatever. Do you know what year that was? Oh man, I think I think I was like thirteen or fourteen at the time. Oh, I, wasn't, shit. I wasn't like little. So you were like kind of old. Yeah. Um, Damn. I started watching wrestling when I was, like, five. Yeah. Like, real little. Yeah. You you have a very, um, a very intensive relationship with wrestling. That's true. And I, I, I simply do not. <laughs> and that's why you're here on Bummer Slam today. The very first episode of Bummer Slam. Are you excited? I am. This is awesome. This is great. Oh my god, I've been wanting to do this for so long, but I, like... I never had, like, a platform to do it on. Like, I don't know what I would talk about if I had a podcast. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, my brain is an encyclopedia of just wrestling. So yeah. let's talk about this for an hour. <laughs> and I love to see how your face lights up when you talk about wrestling. <laughs> That's me. <sweet. laughs> All right. So today, we are going to be talking about Viceland's fantastic series, Dark Side of the Ring. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend it. It's about, it. well, it's just like what it sounds like. It's about all of the, the things about wrestling that people don't really tell you because they're bad. And today we are going to be talking about the very first episode of this series, which is called The Match Made in Heaven. And it is about the legendary Macho Man Randy Savage. And I would say the equally legendary Miss Elizabeth, his wife and valet. W- would you agree with that? Yeah, um, and I'm. I was really excited that you that you chose this for your topic, considering that that is a story of a relationship, and we are in a relationship. It's true. So, I I personally believe that Macho Man Randy Savage is maybe the most unintentionally funny person who maybe has ever lived. He's so weird. (laughs) Oh my god. The cream of the crop? (laughs) Oh my god. I will have an episode specifically dedicated to Macho Man's promos (laughs) and his interview work because it's just it's fucking insane. The man the man could talk about anything and it it like rarely made any sense but uh, you're just so invested in it because he's just so into it he cares so much about it 
Well, I guess the first thing that I wanted to talk about about this episode, we'll just start from the beginning, I guess. Um, something that I didn't know that I actually learned from watching this episode of Dark Side of the Ring, which, you know, we learned together, is that um, Randy Savage is actually a legacy wrestler, which I didn't know. His dad was also a professional wrestler. I thought that he was just like some jacked up crackhead going <laughs> down the street that Vince McMahon like found and uh, was yeah, like you crackhead. could wrestle Ultimate Warrior yeah crackhead makes a lot of sense because uh, also from that episode there was the uh, the the story of how they met uh, Miss Elizabeth oh yes and... we'll get to that okay <laughs> Well, we get into Macho Man's time, his early time in the WWE, WWF at the time. That's not a thing anymore. They got in, like, a big legal thing with the World Wildlife Fund. And so it's so funny. If you watch old things, old WWE things, if there are, like, signs in the crowd that say WWF on them, it's blurred out because they legally can't have that anymore. Wow. I know. It's crazy. Oh, you know, that's like a thing, though, because they'll do that in the episodes of Friends or and other shows where they'll put product placement into the into the show now. Have you seen that? Have you no. heard about that? Yeah. Like, if Coca-Cola, like, sponsors, like, an episode, they'll, they'll Photoshop whatever, like, can they have to be, like, Coke cans or something. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, like, kind of similar to that, but it's, like, it's very obvious that it's supposed to say WWF. Or, like, if they say World Wrestling Federation, they'll literally bleep out Federation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they just can't have it at all anymore. But anyway, Macho Man's early days in the WWE, uh, Bruce Pritchard, who is one of the people that they have interviewed on this program, said, if you were crazy on screen, you were crazy off screen. And I think that's just the perfect way to describe Randy Savage. He was just a literal crazy person. Just always getting into antics, always getting into stuff. And this was back in the day when, for lack of a better term, people thought wrestling was real. People did not realize that the outcomes of wrestling were scripted. And so if you acted a certain way on TV, then that's how you were in real life, you know? Very early on in the episode, they talk a little bit about, like, some of Macho Man's early promos. We won't get too much into that because I do want to have another episode about just his promos because they're so fucking good. Um, but there was one that really stuck, stuck, one that really stuck out to me, and he was like, stared at a candle for about two hours. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> stared at a candle for about two hours? Well, I think that goes back to, like, what you were saying about, like, how he has to be crazy, like, off- off screen too you know what i mean well, yeah but that doesn't make any goddamn sense i stared at a candle for, stared at a candle for about two hours that was a really bad macho man impression but everybody in this episode that is interviewed seems to have a macho oh man God, impression Linda's. <laughs> Linda's. And jake the snakes was like kind of good oh, jake the snakes was the best <laughs> it was the best because i don't know he's just a really good storyteller all around but linda's she she's got so many stories about him because um linda hogan or linda balea i guess is uh hulk hogan's ex-wife Oh, yeah. And so they spent a lot of time together, the Hogan family. The Hogan Savage <laughs> families. Linda, Linda's so funny. When she's introduced, she's got, like, this big, huge, like, scrapbook of pictures of her and Liz and Randy and Hulk Hogan, whose real name is Terry. Like, okay, that's great. I'd go by Hulk, too, if my name was Terry. Uh, but she's got, he, like, carved something into a table of hers, and she's like, he carved this into the table, and I never knew what it went, meant, and it's, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah, because that was just, like, a thing he always said, right? Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much exactly uh, Linda's impression, <laughs> like, right there. <laughs> Yeah, I did a really good impression of Linda's impression of Macho Man, so at least I have that going for me. You know, it could be worse. Um, on Linda, um, uh, Linda B, <laughs> um, so... <laughs> good old Linda B. Yeah, there's that other show that, that you were into for a while, the Total Divas, and I feel like a common theme throughout wrestling is there's a lot of, like, mild-mannered and normal and just women with really good heads on their shoulders paired with some of the some of the dumbest men you've ever ever met <laughs> that's there could not be a more apt description <laughs> 
just just that's so true because <laughs> you 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 hear the tales about terry and what a just what a dumb dumb idiot that he is and linda is like just so normal like yeah i could i could hang with linda i mean she's she's something <laughs> she, yeah i like her she entertains me but you know we don't know these people in real life, you know? Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's valid. Oh, they could be. I don't know. I'm trying to be a little... I, I have my opinions on Hulk Hogan. We will get to them. Spoiler alert, they're all fucking negative. I hate Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but for the purposes of the podcast, I'm trying to be a little bit more level-headed and neutral than I might in real life. Okay. But I, t- I totally agree with what you mean. Like, these these men are generally just fucking... They just don't make good decisions at all, ever, under any circumstances. And the women are like, maybe think about things. <laughs> like, think of... Uh, oh, man, what was the other one from, like, that the Total Divas? Is uh, uh, Natalia Hart? Yeah, Natalia Neidhart. Yeah, and, and her her husband tj tj <laughs> like those first couple episodes are just like excruciating <laughs> to watch because tj is just TJ sucks tj sucks <laughs> man natty's like i want to fuck you you're not paying attention to me and he's like i want to watch tv why are you wearing lingerie get out of the way of the tv <laughs> and she's like huh. but we'll move on to the story of how liz and randy met Liz was, apparently, this is according to Scott Hall, who's great, uh, Liz was working at a gym that Randy frequented, and he, like, noticed her or whatever, and she noticed him, and they they were just kind of looking at each other or whatever, and he went up to the front desk where she was working, and she looked at him, and she was like, oh my, your eyes are so red, and he goes, you should see him from this side, (laughs) and she fell in love with him. (laughs) Man, your eyes are so red. <laughs> Man, like what? What was what was going on with his eyes? Was he was, was he stoned? Was he stoned? Was he was he coked out? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe that he was just pushing too hard because he's Randy Savage. You know how he's always like yeah. thing where he's like all of the blood vessels in his eyes were broken because he's yeah. just, he's just got the macho madness. <laughs> He's, he does this thing with his face where he it's like he's trying to shit while he's constipated. When the man talks, you can see every tendon in his neck <laughs> at all times. <laughs> it's like he's always lifting, even when he's not lifting. Truly. And thus, Randy and Liz began their relationship. They got married shortly after. Um, everyone loved Liz. She was a really popular lady. She was just very like quiet, kind of demure lady but like really well liked by everybody she started out as excuse me an announcer and interviewer um in wrestling because that's the business that randy was in and she was like well maybe i'll get into that too and shortly after that randy was noticed by vince mcmahon and brought into the wwe oh wait so liz was in the business before randy was or before i don't believe so okay i'm not a hundred percent sure on that but from what it sounded like, uh, from this episode especially, was that they started going out, uh, he was in the business, and he was like, well, maybe you should do this thing. We would be able to spend more time together if you did this thing. Okay. So he was in the business first, and then... Brought... I mean, he was. his dad was in the business, so... Oh, was... right, because he's Legacy. Yeah. Okay. I got her... Got but her I don't... Involved. From what it sounded like, she wasn't in the wrestling business prior to her relationship with Randy. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yes, but anyway, um, when Randy was noticed by Vince McMahon, started in the WWE, uh, they were like, well, we want you to have a valet, we want you to have a woman as, like, your counterpart to bring you in, and he was like, well, I have this lovely wife, and she knows a little bit about the business, she's, like, an announcer and an interviewer, why don't we just bring her in? And they, like, did a trial with her or whatever, and they brought her in, decided she was a good fit, and it that's history that's how it happened um randy wanted to be a heel so bad so bad but like you look at randy savage's career and like all of his greatest stuff is of him as a baby face in my opinion but he just wanted to be a heel so bad and so he used elizabeth as like a toy to become a heel so he would treat her like shit. He would, like, yell at her. He'd be like, if I lose this match, it's your fault. 
and just be a general dick to her so that audience would be like, oh, she's she's too good for him. He's terrible to her. She can do so much better than him. Oh my god, I was literally just talking about that. <laughs> With uh, how the women of the of the WWE are, uh, are so much cooler <laughs> and more level-headed than the guys of the WWE. Um, so, yeah, because Randy is a heel. Because that's wild. Because I, I, I guess I never noticed that that was that was the direction that they were trying to take because he was just like so popular you know yeah i feel like that um that's why that's one of the reasons that i feel like him being a heel never really worked out because he was just so famous he was just so popular with everybody that it was like it didn't really work for him to be hated by everyone yeah well isn't that kind of what happened to stone cold is (laughs) is <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah he was supposed to be healed but the audience was the audiences were like you fucking rule and he's like well all right <laughs> i guess i'll fucking rule <laughs> <laughs> and he still does to this day randy always kept liz away from everyone else we'll talk about that a little more in depth going forward um but in this episode we hear the story about how she and linda met in the dressing room, she was, like, helping... Linda was helping Liz with her hair and whatever, trying to get her all ready for the day. And they hit it off, and they became friends. And all four of them would hang out, which led to the formation of the Mega Powers! Yeah! Which, of course, was Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan's, like, super group together. They were a tag team for a little while. And they were really successful. Like, the two most famous guys in the business getting together, okay. wrestling. That's really cool. That wasn't really uh, brought up too much in the episode either. <laughs> Not a whole lot. I think it was. I think it was just a good business decision, though. Like, let's put the two most popular wrestlers together and see what happens. Yeah. But of course, it well, didn't go well. Yeah. Well, and that it was a really good business decision. Yeah. Like that makes sense. But also, um, in the episode, they talk about how much uh, or how often Linda and uh, Liz spent time together just to like hang out and stuff. And I didn't realize that, like, they were also, like, working together, too, you know? Like, and they would have, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so they they were, they were had to have been, like, super close, like, the four of them. Yeah, that's the thing about wrestling is that something that I've noticed is that a lot of wrestlers, especially from that time period, basically only hung out with other wrestlers or other people in the wrestling business. And so... Like, the fact that Linda and Liz, you know, they're wives of these wrestlers, they're, like, around the same age, they kind of live in the same area, it just makes sense that they would be friends, you know? hmm At SummerSlam 1988, after Randy and Hulk won their match, Randy hoisted Liz on his shoulders, and Hulk kind of... Touched her, touched her back to steady her, and that was a big <laughs> no-no. The, the, this segment that they go through, the music is so, it's so intense, it makes me nervous. I have trouble watching this episode because of the music. It's just like, it's so intense, and it, uh, I hate it. Here are some, some of my favorite quotes. <laughs> from this part of the episode. You got lust in your heart, Elizabeth! You put Elizabeth where she's never been before, on top of another man's shoulders! When you take a look at the madness's eyes, the only thing you're gonna see is complete and Wanna do that as a monologue? <laughs> a good monologue thank you <laughs> I, I also wrote that down specifically the on top of another man's shoulders because it's just it's such man's... a great moment and also this this show is just so good you were talking about the music before but like man those silhouettes like oh man were they reenact oh, yeah oh it's it's just it's just put together so well it really is and it's like it's shot in kind of a way where everything's a little bit hazy, everything's a little bit out of focus. It kind of looks like a memory. Yeah. Almost. So you can't really see any, like, specific details, but it's just, like, acted so well. Well, yeah, and then I think also another, like, cool and handy thing about that is they don't need to have, like, 
Like, in Mindhunter, they get people that look exactly like the Son of Sam and exactly like Charles Manson and stuff like that. But, like, they probably didn't need to do all that <laughs> for this because it's in the silhouette. Not necessarily. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, it, it's more about getting that idea crossed. And I think that the the music being the way that it is and, and the silhouettes the way they are and, you know, just letting the storytellers tell the story, you know? Yeah. Just letting the people that were there behind the scenes, like Jimmy Hart... Telling telling about the man, I love that guy's megaphone. I love him. <laughs> I love Jimmy Hart. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's a good boy. I love his megaphone. He's so cool. <laughs> you bring up an interesting point there. I think you're totally right about letting the storytellers tell the story because, like wrestling, like it's a business of storytelling. You know, who the fuck is gonna tell the story better than the people who were there? You know? Yeah. But yes, going off of that tirade that he went on about Liz being on top of another man's shoulders, how fucking dare she, he he kept her away from everyone, and he was very controlling about their relationship, even to the point about how she would enter the ring. He would stay with her before, like, every match or every time that they were going to be going into the ring together, and he would, like, have her put on the outfit that she was going to wear, and decide whether she was going to go under the middle rope or over the top rope depending on what she was wearing because he just absolutely couldn't have her being looked at a certain way he didn't want a titty falling out he, he didn't was want a titty about... falling out he didn't want an ass falling out he didn't want anybody to make fun of her yeah is what he said that's what uh liz said not liz uh linda, linda? said yeah he didn't want her to be embarrassed and while the dressing room culture at this time was fucking whack, like Jake the Snake Roberts said that people were shaving people's heads while they were sleeping, they were pissing in their suitcases and whatever, and Randy was really afraid that something was going to happen to Liz if he wasn't always keeping an eye on her. So yeah, they kept to themselves, and they didn't really have any other friends. I mean, like, Liz and Linda were, were friends, but that's work-related, you know? They just kind of kept to themselves... Um, and she was really tired of it. It's like a really grueling schedule on the road all the time, on tour all the time, having to do TV tapings, like, every fucking day, you know? And she wanted to, like, take a step back and have, like, a normal life for a little while. And so she got to have a break. And so while she was gone, they were like, well, this is kind of half of this team, what are we going to do? And so they decided to rebrand Randy Savage as the Macho King Randy Savage after he won King of the Ring. And Sensational Sherry became his new manager. Um, so yeah, so like, who was she? Who was Sherry? Sensational Sherry. She's great. I like her a lot. She, she usually played a heel. Her thing was that she was a bitch. Okay. She was like, I guess all of the women during that time period were like very pretty and like very attractive and her thing was that she was like she was also very attractive but she was just like she didn't listen to no man you know okay she was just like she was supposed to be evil i think she's kind of badass right um so it goes to like the 80 like old time <laughs> ah this crazy woman this crazy woman that thinks for herself yeah <laughs> how dare she um, so, Randy and Sherry, like, what, what, what were they like together, as far as... I would say that Randy treated Sherry about the same way that he treated Liz, but she dished it right back to him. Okay. And so they were just, like, fighting back and forth, bickering back and forth. And was that just, like, the on-stage, on-screen? As far as I know. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, what do you, do you know anything about, like, behind the scenes? Of Very the... little. Okay. Mm-mm. Not really. I don't know very much about Sensational Sherry. Um, I watched her Hall of Fame speech, and that's just about all I know about her, other okay. than what I've seen from her in-ring work, which is also very limited. Um, and they were together for a little while, Randy and Sensational Sherry as the manager, but it wasn't super popular. Like, it didn't really get over with the fans, because she just wasn't Liz. I feel like some people say, like what would randy savage have been without liz but i feel like we we know that with sherry you know like was randy less popular during this time when he was paired with sherry or i don't know if i would say that i don't know if i would say that he was less popular but it was just 
it was not the same. Uh-huh. Fans wanted Liz. Fans yeah. wanted the relationship that they knew. And I think that part of the appeal with Randy and Liz together was that they were so different. Randy and Randy and Sherry were too similar. They were both like really intense and like really just ready to fight and get in each other's faces. And with Randy and Liz, it was like you got the best of both worlds. And going off of that, that goes into the match with Ultimate Warrior where Liz came back from her break and uh, Randy lost the match and Sherry was pissed. She was like, she, she was like beating on him after the match and Liz, who was in the crowd during that match, just watched and she, she got so tired of watching him get beat up by Sherry so she stood up, got into the ring, pulled Sherry off of her. She'd never done anything like that in the ring before. Never gotten physical with anyone in the ring before. Pulled her off of her and threw her out of the ring. And the fans went fucking insane. They were A, so happy to see Liz, and B, so happy to see them back together. It was just like the perfect homecoming for her. The perfect, like, perfect way to bring them back together. Yeah. And immediately, almost immediately following that, <laughs> Macho Man decided to fake propose they were already married they'd been married for like eight years at this point but he decided okay. <laughs> to propose to her and have a wedding it's one of my favorite things ever it was one of the first things i ever saw of macho man randy savage was that clip where he proposed to elizabeth and he's just like elizabeth 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 will you marry me and she goes oh <laughs> It's so funny because you watch it and she looks like she doesn't want to say yes. <laughs> I, it looks like she was trying to. Uh, uh, oh, oh shit! It looked like she was trying to do an impression of it, do it, of him going, "Oh yeah," uh, you know. Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but like in a nice little delicate Disney princess way. <laughs> so he proposed, and they had they had a real wedding. Like they had a wedding, a big thing. Done. Done. <laughs> like just a fucking like nothing like this had ever been attempted in WWE before it's I've watched it before and it's boring because it's a wedding <laughs> and it's like what the fuck this is wrestling I want to see some fucking pile drivers I want to see a goddamn leg drop or two but of course the wedding had to be ruined by the wonderful amazing fantastic perfect Jake the Snake Roberts who I love so much Jake the Snake Roberts um, this is my favorite part of this episode they got him, they interviewed him and he he's just an excellent storyteller across the board and he, he's got a lot of Randy Savage opinions he said that Randy was a lot a lot of the time he was very intense which is kind of the general consensus across <laughs> the board and they were supposed to be doing this thing uh, with a snake, because, you know, that's Jake the Snake's thing, is that he has a fucking snake with him all the time, and Randy was like, that snake there is the snake's been fixed, and he's like, yeah, um, <laughs> the snake. It's a cobra, so yeah, it's been fixed. <laughs> the snake has been fixed, and he's like, well, maybe it has, and maybe it hasn't, why don't you, you test the snake on yourself? first before you put it on Elizabeth and he's like I'm not gonna fucking do that dog and he's like oh you don't want to do it on yourself but you're doing it Elizabeth and he's like oh fucking Jesus Christ I'll do it just to shut you up has the snake bite him and Randy's like no, don't you take no no serums or nothing don't try to counteract the poison you can't pull a fast one on macho man and the snake's there for like 20 minutes Jake the snake said and Randy's like huh guess it wasn't poisonous after all. You okay, man? And Jake the Snake's like, I'm pretty fucking pissed off right now. <laughs> and this, going back to what I said before, this is back when wrestling was real. Back mm -hmm. when people believed that the angles that were being told in professional wrestling were things that were happening in real life. Um, and after this thing that happened, Liz's family hated Randy for putting her in danger, for putting him, for putting her with that snake because they were like that's a fucking cobra you know that's a poisonous snake you put her in harm's way how dare you and so he had to like beat jake the snake's ass on tv just to get back in good favor with liz's family 
Oh my god, that's there's so much pettiness involved. I know. Oh man, that's wrestling for you. Yeah. Well, it, it's crazy because like, man, it was just it was dumb and obnoxious that <laughs> Randy wouldn't just believe his coworker. You know. Oh yeah. That, that was that was that was dumb. And then yeah, to follow that up, like there was some. It's so ridiculous. Like, no, I'm, I'm doing this for a job, and there was no there was no harm here. <laughs> well, you couldn't say that. You couldn't say that. Kayfabe was a really, really big deal back in the day. And to an extent, it kind of still is. I think it's making more of a comeback today. But, like, back in the day, like, some guys wouldn't even tell their wives that wrestling was scripted. Like, they had to take it that seriously. God. That's wild. I know. Times have changed quite a bit. We'll talk more about that in depth in later episodes if you keep tuning into Bummer Slam with me, Rowdy Rat. And after this episode with the snake, Liz went to visit Linda to get away from Randy, and it just kind of got out of hand on this trip. She, like, went away by herself for a while, and apparently Randy hadn't heard from her for, I don't know, how long? And Randy would not stop calling Linda, just generally being obnoxious and very controlling, being like, where, where is she? Where is she? I'm coming up to visit because I haven't heard from her. She's never ignored my calls for this long. And Linda's like, she's fucking on vacation, dog. Like, <laughs> just leave her alone for a little while. And he showed up at their house and he, like, got in Linda's face. He's like, you know where she is, and you're not telling me. And she's like, I straight up don't fucking know where she is, dude. And um, Hulk Hogan was also there. That's something that I couldn't believe in this episode, is that Randy Savage got in Hulk Hogan's wife's face, and he just let it fucking happen. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but anyway, Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan's really gonna put another man's wife on top of his shoulders <laughs> <laughs> and not defend his own wife? Okay, Hulk. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> uh, but Hulk took Liz's side. He was like, just just let her be. Like, she came out here for a reason. And he was like, well, no, whatever. And he stormed out, went to go look for her. Um, and when Liz eventually came back, Randy was like, she's not allowed to visit you guys ever again. It just it just got too crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it got too crazy. You flew <laughs> here. Crazy. <laughs> and that was... I don't want to say the beginning of the end for their relationship because I think the end had been coming for a long time based on what we know from these other accounts, but things just kept getting worse and worse for Liz and Randy's relationship, and Liz called Linda and said that she'd left Randy. She was done with him, and after that, Randy changed as a person he wasn't like the macho madness anymore he wasn't as intense or or as crazy as he always was he kind of toned it down and you can see that in everything that he did really um so basically his wife leaving him was probably like the best thing that could have happened to him i think so whether it or not made him grow up a little bit yeah like whether or not he realized it like he he really needed that so many changes going on for Randy Savage at this point. Liz leaves him. Randy very abruptly gets fired from the WWE and moves to WCW. Oh, did he get fired or did he move? Yeah, how did that well, how did that transaction happen? Here's what happened. I will do another episode about conspiracy theories in professional wrestling one day and I will talk about this extensively because it's fascinating to me. This story may or may not be true. No one has ever confirmed it, but no one has also ever denied it. Allegedly, what happened was Randy Savage was in a sexual relationship with Vince McMahon's 17-year-old daughter, Stephanie, and Vince found out. And he said, get the fuck out of here. And he did. Oof. <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> and the, the story is so crazy because it could so easily be debunked and yet Vince has never talked about it Stephanie has never talked about it 
Lanny Poffo, Randy's brother, has kind of talked about it and kind of hinted that it's true, but it's also never come out either way whether or not it's true. And so Randy moves to WCW very abruptly, and he brings in... Eric Bischoff said he brought in $750,000 a year in fucking Slim Jim money. Which, I do have a present for you regarding Slim Jim money. Slim Jims! Yeah! Yay! Oh my god, I'm gonna snap into that bitch. Get get snapped into. Oh my god, I'm gonna do it right into the microphone so everybody at home can experience snapping into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, God, that's good. Mmm. Isn't it? Mmm. Stringy you... meat in a skin case. <laughs> Hulk Hogan fingers. Tear the spice! <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I think it's just, like, a lot of paprika. It's good stuff, though. I don't think this is worth $750,000 a year. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like beef, or like chicken, or like pork. This is my ASMR episode. <laughs> it just... I just eat Slim Jams. It just tastes like, like meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like general meat. Yeah. I think it's made with beef and pork and chicken. <laughs> yep. Beef, pork, mechanically separated chicken. First. I wonder why Slim Jim decided on Randy Savage as their spokesperson. Who else? Who well, else could, could sell this? This. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage is the most successful person to ever sell meat sticks. <laughs> I would venture to say. Followed by Sasquatch for Jack Langser. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh my god, I want a wrestling match. Well, I'll never get it now. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage versus Sasquatch. Mega powers. <laughs> so Randy with his Slim Jim money, all of his fucking Slim Jim money, goes into the WCW, which is another story. We'll talk about that someday. But WCW was really taken off. They had Hulk Hogan. They got Bret Hart eventually. They just really had, like, kind of everybody at the time. And Liz and Randy are divorced at this point. Like, they're no longer together. They've been separated for quite a while. Um, but Randy wants Liz to have job security. He wants her to be looked after. And so he gets her a job as a manager and valet for WCW. Like, kind of doing the same thing that she was doing in WWE. But she's a very different person now she's like not as like sweet and demure as she used to be she's kind of got a mouth on her she kind of talks back she's kind of sassy and she's a little bit of the heel whereas randy was originally the heel she is now the heel and he's the baby face oh yeah because he's like chill now he's like chill now because you know he's not they're separated he doesn't have anybody to control anymore and the relationship between randy and liz is different and he's toned down so much, but, like, they still care about each other. Like, this is, from what I can see as a fan, this is, like, probably probably the best they ever were with each other when they weren't together. Because they were just, like, friends. Mm-hmm. They could just be friends with each other. And he didn't have to worry about her, like, looking a certain way because, you know, Not my he fault wasn't hers anymore. If her titty falls out, She yeah. wasn't his, I mean. Yeah. Enter Lex Luger can't remember who it was in this episode. I want to say it was Eric Bischoff. It might have been Bruce Pritchard, though. Said that he was the second coming of Hulk Hogan, which is such horseshit. Lex Luger is whatever. Okay, you, as a non-wrestling fan, had you ever heard of Lex Luger before this episode? No. and I... That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I still don't know who he is. I just, he just looks like some kind of... A shaven troll doll, man. <laughs> He's like, I would kind of compare him to Roman Reigns, whereas the company wanted him to be popular so bad, but the fans just didn't really like him that much. And so he's kind of, like, to the casual wrestling fan, he's kind of been lost to history. Like, the casual wrestling fan does not know who he is. 
but the company will swear by him, so whatever. I don't know. I don't have any real hard opinions about Lex Luger, but I also don't particularly like him. <laughs> like, he'll probably <laughs> never be one of my favorites, but whatever. And so Liz begins a relationship with Lex Luger. He was married, he had children, and so they kind of had to keep it on the down low. Um, also, he was maybe abusive, they talk a little bit about in this episode. She ended up with a black eye one time. She said she, like, fell down the stairs or something like that. And he got arrested, and he got, like, a, a fucking misdemeanor, I think, something like that. I didn't write it down. I should have. I'm so well, so well researched on this podcast, as you can see. Well, that's... That's that's crazy because I didn't I didn't pick that up while I was while I was watching that episode because that was something that they talked about a lot at the beginning of the episode is like all oh, he didn't leave any marks or nothing it was just like a lot of verbal abuse and yada yada at the oh about Randy Randy and Liz but like that's I feel like yeah from what it sounded like he never got physical with her yeah but like physicality is like the next step in abuse you know or whatever it's a different kind of abuse. it is yeah. And, like, and Lex was there, you know? Mm-hmm. He was at that point, you know? But, and then they started doing pills together, which yeah. was just about the worst thing that you can do. It's something that a lot of people from that time period in wrestling do, and it's the reason that a lot of them die so young. Um, Liz died at 42 mm-hmm. at Lex Luger's house. They were watching a movie together, and... He said that she just stopped breathing, and they played the 911 call on this episode, which I just, I fucking hate that. <clears throat> I think that's just so invasive. Yeah, a little tacky. It is tacky, and I don't care for it all, at all. That's a private thing. Like, you could, there's better ways to say that the situation was intense and sad, you know? Like, you could, you could have just said what happened, yeah. <laughs> instead of fucking playing the 911 call of a man panicking because his girlfriend is not breathing. So, Miss Elizabeth passed away at 42 of an overdose at Lex Luger's house, and Randy eventually retired from wrestling and got remarried, and his brother Lanny, who was interviewed in this show, said that he spent a lot of time with the Special Olympics, and that was his passion for the rest of his life, which I think is really lovely think that he found something that he could be something positive yeah that he could be a part of that wasn't wrestling related yeah i think that was super cool i think that's super neat and super nice it's always nice to hear isn't it yeah when people are like really into their charity work that's just really uplifting there was a thing that was touched on a couple times in that legends house um tony atlas was big on the like i work with all these kids and Roddy Piper was like, I think kids are super important and are, are, are almost vital to this business, you know? You gotta, you gotta start them young, you know? So I think that was super, super cool and super nice for uh, uh, Slim Jim, uh, Randy Savage to... Did you just call Randy Savage Slim Jim? Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wish that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> Randy spent the last years of his life at the Special Olympics, and then he tragically had a heart attack while driving and crashed his car into a a tree. The heart attack is what killed him. Okay. Not the impact. I don't think that they really specified that in the episode, but I, I did look it up later, and the heart attack that he had while driving is what killed him, not the impact from the crash. Um, His wife died with that, too? I don't think she did die. Okay. I think she's still with us. Okay. As far as I know. Uh, The tree that he crashed into is now, like, a memorial site for him. People will go to that tree and, like, leave gifts for him or whatever. Which I think is really kind of sweet. Uh, does he not have a grave, or...? I mean, I'm sure he does have a grave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Randy was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015 posthumously. It took, like, four years after he died 
to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And the reason that people think that it took so long is because Vince still held a grudge against him for possibly sleeping with Stephanie McMahon. We may never know the actual reason, but that's the working theory. Um, but Liz still isn't in the Hall of Fame, despite being one of the most famous women, if not the most famous woman the first... in the history of the business. <laughs> the first lady of wrestling. They call her the first lady of wrestling, and she's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, and as we talked about before, like she was pivotal in Randy Savage's career. You, like, truly, you think about Randy Savage, you kind of have to think about Miss Elizabeth. Like, they were just always together. They were so integral in each other's success. Fucking Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame, and Miss Elizabeth is not. And what has he done? Just be a fat sack of shit all the time? <laughs> we're going to politics slam. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a bummer slam. <laughs> and that is the very sad but very, like, historic and necessary story of Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Absolutely. There you go. Kind of a downer. <laughs> it is kind of a downer. Well, and also it's crazy because, you know, Elizabeth, not being in the Hall of Fame, but Elizabeth is vital for Randy Savage's career, and Randy Savage is, is vital for the WWE's career. <laughs> I totally agree, and I think that she will be in the Hall of Fame someday. I sure hope she will, but I don't know. The The Hall of Fame has this weird thing nowadays where they're, they're only allowed to induct one person per year posthumously, and so they like kind of got to pick and choose who it's going to be each year. Okay. Which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they're all going to fucking die sooner or later. Yeah. Let him in. Let her in! Yeah. <laughs> Let her in! Let me in! Let me in! <laughs> I would like to end this episode on a light note and tell you about the time that my mom met both Liz and Randy. She was at a video convention in 1990, which is a very old-fashioned sentence. She was at a video convention in 1990, and she waited in line to talk to them. They were both there. They were there together. That was about the time that they were both in... Um, WCW, I believe. And she said, my mom said that Liz was really nice and really friendly and just wanted to know about my mom, just asking a bunch of questions about her. And Randy was shy. Oh, but you know what? That makes, makes sense because they would have been divorced at the time, wouldn't they? Can you believe that he was shy, though? That's kind of, that's kind of wild considering everything about Randy Savage. Steered a candle for about two hours, but I'm shy though. I'm the cream of the crop cream of the crop. The ladies. <laughs> right, that concludes the very first episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I'm going to be talking about all of them on this podcast because oh my fucking god, that show is so good. The show is so good. I've watched the whole series like maybe four times <laughs> there's only six episodes of the first season and season two they announced that there's going to be 10 episodes but we don't know what they're going to be yet i will have an episode once they announce what they are so excited can't say enough nice things about that show i just think it's really great great for people who love wrestling and great for people who maybe don't know anything about wrestling all right and with the conclusion of the first episode of dark side of the ring comes the conclusion of the first episode of Bummer Slam. Oh, yeah. oh my god, we did it. We got through an episode. Oh, I'm amazed. Yeah. <laughs> man, this is so cool, man. I've been wanting to do this for so long, make a podcast, but I never really knew like what I wanted to do. Like I knew that I could talk for a while, but I was like, oh, I don't know what my theme would be. And then earlier this year, I like, realized how much I know about wrestling. Like, I kind of fell off the wagon for a couple of years, but it's something that I always come back to, and I've always come back to it, like, every couple of years since I was a little kid, and it, it there's such a varied history in professional wrestling. There's so many things to talk about. There's so many things that are so funny and, like, touching 
and just fascinating about the history of professional wrestling and i truly think that it has something for everybody well thank you so much for for walking to the other side of the apartment like i said earlier i made the same joke twice hey you're absolutely welcome and i am i'd i'd, I'd love to walk to the other side of the apartment again I, i'm gonna have you back for sure yes not just because you live here just because yes. you're a great person to talk to uh, if they want to follow you on social media or whatever, where can they find you, Joe? Oh, uh, at Joe Bob Geis on Twitter. Is that the best place to reach you? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, you can follow me, Rowdy Rat, on at BummerSlamPod on Twitter, at BummerSlam on Instagram, and what the fuck is the other thing that I have? Instagram, Twitter. Uh... Just look for BummerSlam. <laughs> is We're that on available. SoundCloud or... Yeah, we're on, I think we're on SoundCloud. We're available on all major podcasting streaming networks. Oh, so wherever you want to listen to Bummer Slam, you can fucking do it. I'm right here. I'm here all the time. Interact with me on social media. Fucking send me a snap. Send me a text message. Come to my house with a gun and kill me. I will, I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't do the last one. But shit. I thought that I would come up with, like, a closer for the show by now. And this is Rowdy Rat signing off. Oh, you gotta just, like... Oh, no, not like that, because, like, that's, like... My fucking Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and this is Rowdy Rat signing off. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> oh, well, maybe at least for this episode, you gotta sign off with the, uh... uh but whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening to the very first episode ever of Bummer Slam. I'll be back same time next week. Not sure what I'm going to talk about yet or with who, but I'll be here. I'll be chatting. I'll be chatting about wrestling. I'm always chatting about wrestling, whether it's on the podcast or not. Just remember, wrestling's real. People are fake. Whatever it takes.